0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Shropshire Football Podcast. It's been that long. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. I'm your host, Tom Leach, and with me are two people who I know had too much to drink on New Year, guaranteed. On my left, Mr Lewis Cox. Lewis? Hello, Tom. And on my right, Joe Edwards. How were your New Year's?
1: Uh, shall I start? Uh, I went to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Bright lights, big city, all <laughs> that. Uh me and the uh, and the better half, we went into uh, Birmingham. Thought, played a bit tactical. Um, we thought we could get a taxi back, but thought <sighs> double fare on New Year's Eve, mm. that's always kind of treacherous uh, waters. So we got a hotel room instead. Um, had a meal at uh, Miller and Carter at the mailbox, very pleasant. And then around midnight, went back up to the room and. Uh, None of that. And, um, <laughs> I was going to say well, going. And uh, Because it he, because he was the 12th floor, I had a look. At Everyone's the, turned off. Just so. the, the fireworks were going off as uh, we watched them from our hotel room window, which was, which was quite nice, you know, ever the romantic. So, yeah, I'll leave it to Lewis.
2: Well, you had a big, Joe, you had a big uh, early New Year's Day kickoff, didn't you? So you had to be sensible. Yeah, I had to be up
1: bright and early to have the breakfast at the hotel mm-hmm. drop south of a, a town in Warsaw and get back on the M6 to uh,
2: Nuneaton my hometown of Nuneaton yeah, a lovely go. lovely place My uh, mine was mm-hmm. <clears throat> low key because I'm a boring fart <laughs> nah, nah we had uh, my parents round we had a, a worldie of a Chinese um, few beers you know nothing nothing major nothing out of you know a handful and watched a bit of comedy on the telly. What did I watch? I watched... Uh, Are you familiar with Four Candles? Oh, no, the, the two I know, the honest. sketch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was on. That was enjoyable. Bit of wood I Like to you, all that, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Um, for once, my wife didn't fall asleep before midnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, mom did, though. But yeah, it was standard, run of the mill. We had... Um, we had a... You know, I was, I was ever the consummate professional gearing up to New Year's Day game, home to Fleetwood in League One with yourself. And uh, yeah, it wasn't a thriller. The 22 players who had far too much fun New Year's Eve, <laughs> as Sam Ricketts said. I think you were very professional that night.
0: I had to go to that game wearing skinny jeans that with rips in yeah, them, because yeah. I had a bit of a nightmare. Those was fashionable
2: jeans with rips in. Yeah.
1: T- Tom told me about this, and I am going to let the listeners in on this. night in Warsaw for, for, young, <coughs> for young Tom here, and... I've told him, schoolboy, that that's a schoolboy yeah. error, um, venturing into Walsall for a nighter. I know this is a Shropshire podcast, but if you're ever considering it, the people of Shropshire, going into a nighter in
0: Walsall, don't. I have done it <laughs> I have done it before, but I was 18, and I don't remember it being quite like it was. Whether it was s- just because it was New Year
2: and all kinds of breeds of people were out at once, it yeah. was quite a collective, well, that's generally, all yeah. in the same place, to be honest. We should have all spent it in um, the book market in Shrewsbury. Uh, having mentioned that, I expect, you know, having shouted it out to, to the podcast, I expect the good people of the Butter Market to, to <laughs> let us all in for free next time, you know.
1: Well, I have been there once, and, oh, it's, and yeah.
2: it was, oh. I had a good night out there well, with Paul Hurst. I'm not sure what this is, uh-huh. what is this? Oh it's, a, oh, it's the place to be. It's one of a handful of clubs in Shrewsbury.
1: Yeah, the Butter Market, yeah. It doesn't it's sound even.
2: like a club. It always makes you think of Butterbeer. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a club.
1: It, it doesn't sound like it, but you get there. That's no, right. you find out. That DJ
2: is- at DJ Salopia on Twitter, I think that's his at. Yeah, He is yeah, yeah. he. he, he yeah. That's that's his game.
0: Wow. Well, yep. So he's a real DJ. Uh yeah. Mm. Uh, a disc jockey.
2: <laughs> disc jockey. <laughs> when I went on, uh, as said, Paul Hurst night. Um, sadly, I was driving, which was absolutely chronic, and you know the most sober guy in there. My wife was there; she was uh, slightly worse for wear, you know, and you. Know, other, you know, other members of the, the football club were ever so slightly worse for wear, perhaps, I could say. Um, so there you Come go. On. any exclusives? No, Anything well, there? no, I, I feel like, I, I don't know who listens to this uh, of the club, you know, perhaps none of them. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Paul Hurst isn't listening to this, but, but there you go. It was a fun night, although not for me.
0: Well, I definitely did another fun day. The next day at Fleawood, I had to wear ripped jeans in Baltic conditions, to that be was honest. Cold. That was a cold. It was probably the coldest game I've done since the Beast from the East last season. Well,
2: I went to Wickham away and it was minus six. At least Wickham away is more south than Scunny away where I was. As any town fan listening to this will tell you, the coldest they've ever been. Horrible.
0: Should we get into it? Yeah. It's been a week of homecomings in Shropshire. We're going to start with Shrewsbury Town and the return of the big man, (laughs) Dave Edwards. How great was that to talk about and cover?
2: So great. So great. I don't... Gotta fill loads of minutes talking about how amazing it is right now, but it is literally just almost the most fun I've had in covering the club. Probably, you know, obviously Wembley's fun in the build-up and all that, but then you know, desperate and, and the outcome. Uh, you know, the playoff semis last season were good, but yeah, I mean, nothing close to this in terms of in terms of a signing, in terms of a signing. I mean, I've. I've i mean I'm a Liverpool fan, that's not much um not much of a secret, but I, I was trying to explain to people who don't follow Shrewsbury or whatever that it's like Stephen Gerrard playing a uh, 100 games for, for Liverpool as a you know twenty two, twenty three year old, going off and having the career he had for ten, twelve years and then coming back. Mm. But but the Shrewsbury version. The, you know, and it's Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean Dave Edwards European championship semi finalist, you know, forty odd, fifty Wales Caps, Premier League but he's just so happy, isn't he? He's, uh, you were there, Luke Hatfield there, is there, unveiling, but gosh, I've never... He's so genuinely buzzing and chuffed. He's like a little kid at Christmas. Mm. I,
0: I don't know if you got this impression. It felt to me like a bit of a managerial appointment. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the
2: coverage felt like... It felt like I was covering a new manager, which is, you know, like as big as you can get. And, you know, think of recently, maybe when, you know, at this place... Where we work, where maybe Wolves sign a Ruben Never or Wolves sign a Marquis signing, but you know, this is, this is as marquee as it's going to get for Shrewsbury Town, isn't it? You know, in terms of calibre of player, yes, Dave's 32 now, but still got a lot left in the tank. You know, but the calibre of player, but then the, the, the connection, the, the feel good, the fairy tale. I wrote that it as a fairy tale a couple of times, and I, I still think it absolutely is. And I really do think that it's going to work. Um, now, I don't know. I don't know what work means, as in he's going to fire him to the playoffs this season because obviously he's not. But I just think over the he signed a two and a half year deal, and I think over that period, however, wherever it takes him, however it takes him, you know, whether he outlasts Sam Ricketts here, who knows? I just think he's going to work for for however long he's here, and then he's you know going to hang up his boots and probably become a coach and and so on. I look forward to it all, and I can't wait for tomorrow, tomorrow's game against Charlton. I hope he features be unreal if he comes off the bench and yeah just looking forward to the whole crowd sort of welcoming
1: yeah I'd, I'd just add to that I mean I'm a, I'm a Wolves fan and uh, Dave great servant to Wolves um, you know a Wolves great as well uh, the, the word legend gets bandied about um, I don't think he quite fits into a Wolves legend uh, bracket um, I think that I'd leave that for a select few but Recently. he was he's not far off um, you know he I think it was nine years at the club, uh, ever consistent. I think Sam alluded to it, Sam Ricketts himself, and said about Dave the other week that he's similar to himself in that he's got the most out of his ability. So Dave, I think he'll be the first to admit that he wasn't the most gifted player to ever wear a Wolves shirt or maybe even wear a Shrewsbury Town shirt, but he's one of the most hard-working, humble and driven players to you know, to play for both clubs really in the past few decades. And that's why he is where he is. That's why he's had the career he's had with Wales and in a top flight yeah. and the respect that he's commanded from all these managers that he's played for. I think he's a massive, massive coup for Shrewsbury town. Oh, yeah. This is the, this is the best signing that they've made in my time at the paper. Um, oh, in deck, you know, decades. Yeah. At le- yeah. At least. And, um, it is. It is a high-profile. Let's hope he can live up to the billing. If I'm if I'm wagering, I'm gonna say yes that he will do because I think you know we've we've looked at what Bernie McNally said in his column this week and he said that some of the Shrewsbury forwards need a few pointers. Uh, a few of them strain offside a bit too often. Mm. Just little things like yeah. that that Dave can come in that 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 extra pair of eyes and the experience he's got. The the point is they can offer these lads in training.
0: They're going to be invaluable. So it's a good yeah, point, that. very very good addition to the team. It's clear how important he's going to be, as you say, off the pitch. On the pitch, say, Town go for the diamond tomorrow against Charlton. Where in that diamond does he fit in? Because there's already
2: four players in there who are pretty well constant at the minute. It's you know, first of all, he's not going to start tomorrow. I'm fairly certain of that. Um, but you know, if Sam Rickett sticks with the diamond going forward. Then it's pretty harsh on whichever of the four midfielders gets dropped. Dave Edwards has to earn his start in a series of appearances from the bench. You know, like if he comes on and plays well, then he deserves a start. Of course it does. And then you've got to look at which of the four, Grant, Norban, Doherty, Lorraine, has not, not pulled not pulled their not played as well. Um I'm in massive team Josh Loren mode at the moment, is people will be able to read online and in today's paper. We interviewed him yesterday and he was... I, I just got so much time for him. But not... Yeah, he's great as a guy. He's the love, one of the loveliest footballers. We spoke about our lovely Dave Edwards is Josh Loren for a 23-year-old. Wow. He's so blown away. Hopefully you get that in the in the article I've written. But he, we said it in a video yesterday. He, a lot of what he does goes unnoticed. So mm. many people were surprised that he's played this amount of games. You know, the third highest for town. And... It seems like the easy option because Grant's Grant, Norban scored seven, Docty scored seven. Seems like the easy option to just say, oh, it'll just be Laurent that comes out. But I think a few could be surprised. You know, not necessarily. Um, where does he fit in? I mean, it's such a hard one, isn't it? And then you know, this is the four four two diamond that lets you play four centre mids. What about if Ricketts fancies a four three three? Exactly. When and he's got a Wally and another head. winger, yeah. then there's only room for three centre mids, and it's like. Wow, you know, we, we spent the whole season and, and January so far joking about centre mids. You know, obviously Dave came in and then another came in, <laughs> although he's gone back to Wrexham. Um, you know, <laughs> there's not going to be room for all of them in in a match day squad. So very interested to see how it pans out. But I think he has to earn it from the bench, certainly to start with, doesn't it?
1: For, for me, just adding to that, just quickly, uh, uh, from his time at Wolves, never really played in midfield too, and um, when he did, he struggled. No. And that's not his game, really. He wants to be, he wants to be almost at number ten, really, and breaking into the box, getting on the end of crosses. Um, being, he has got the fitness to be box to box, but I think he's better in a more <coughs> a- advanced uh, central midfield role.
2: Yeah, I, I, just on jokes, he's never going to replace Grant as that sitter, is he? And in the diamond, he could do one of the Doherty-Norban, I'm sure, which is a bit more box to box. You get to go forward and go back. But the, the 10, the tip of the diamond, where Lorenz playing, generally. I mean, Edwards' career is like a knack of, a bit Premier League Frank Lampard-esque, of yeah, yeah, yeah. timing his run into the box and scoring so yeah. many Dave goals like that. yeah um, yeah I've absolutely no doubt that he'll be able to do it at this League One level where the, the quality he's against is less, the defenders aren't as good, and Dave's got it all up in his yeah. head to to time the runs and slot it away.
1: I think he's the perfect player to, for me, to be honest, for this system of this diamond system. I know it's harsh on, on Josh Laurent because he has been uh, you know, that utility man, if you like, Ooh. and he's always dependable. You put him anywhere. I've, I've, me and Lewis speaking off-air, Justin, you could probably put him right back and he'd do mm-hmm. a job. But I think football is cutthroat and it's a results business. And I think if you want to get the results as quickly <clears throat> as possible, and as soon as Dave is match fit... If you're yeah. sticking with the diamond, I think
2: Lawrence is the one to drop out. Yeah, it? a fit, a fit Dave, match fit Dave, play, has to play plays for me, you know. But then, you could always you rotate Lawrence with Doctor and Norman, can't you? And you know, there's a lot, lot of options. Um, yeah. So. And it's a squad game these days, isn't it? Yeah, the, the amount of games is a, is a joke. You know, we've got Stoke replaying the FA Cup next week. If time progresses, more games. You know, is it a blessing they're out of the Czech Trade Trophy? Probably. Um,
0: not just more games, if town progressed as well. Town against Wolves Yeah in the next <laughs> yeah. round of the FA yeah. Cup, which is
2: a massive one for Dave Edwards. Well, I mean, you know, I, I tweeted when that draw happened, you know, you could have put money on it, couldn't you? You could have put money on it. And it was quite funny, I don't know if people saw my piece the following day about how Dave didn't actually watch the Wolves-Liverpool on the Monday night. He saved it till the morning, so he was behind everyone knowing about the Wolves thing. And, yeah, I mean, it's a. Am- it's hard to try and think about it too much because you know Stoke away stands in Town's way. Stoke now, you know, having, point, having appointed Nathan Jones, which you know that'll be Nathan Jones's first home game. That kind of I think works against Town, uh, unfortunately. But you know, if they can, if if it's a repeat of the first leg, and Town can up their game, you almost think Town may be able to up their game more because it's a, a bigger stage, bigger. You know, arena. They did it at Sunderland not so long ago. I think that'd be a better crowd now. With Nathan Jones is in at Stoke, and yeah, I give Town every chance actually. Next Tuesday, and you just want it that bit more now. It's that Wolves game in the fourth round because what a story that is.
1: It'd be a big game for Sam as well because yeah, uh, mm. that League One season for Wolves, Sam was the the leader that season, the captain for Wolves, and a great. He's held in high regard by by Wolves fans. It uh, tremendous efforts that season, and um, I think Wolves fans would give you know both Edwards and Ricketts a fantastic reception if, if it does come to come to it that a uh, Cup game. And of course, I think it'd be a busy one for Ricketts and uh, Edwards in the build up. I think all the media attention, <laughs> certainly from us, but I think there'd be a few national sniffing around it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah so. We'll see what happens, but uh, if it does prove to be the case, I think
0: Edwards and Ricketts will be uh, busy men. If I can be forgiven for steering away from Dave Edwards for a minute, um, I had a tweet earlier on in the chance window. At one stage, Shrewsbury could have named an 11 of central midfielders. There was that many <laughs> at the club. There has been one go in the meantime. By the looks of it, uh, Bryn Morris looks like he is going to be coming back from Wickham and going away somewhere. Is that a big loss?
2: Um, uh, if you ask Crudel Town fans then yes exclamation mark exclamation mark um, I I tend to agree actually I think you know he played 30 games last season he wasn't a regular by any means with Godfrey Agogo Nolan but he was important and there's a reason big clubs are after Brim Morris mm. you know and some Ricketts town manager knows that of course he does but you know he obviously doesn't see Brian as part of his plans, and part of how he wants to play, which is fine. He's a manager and his decision. Uh, I can totally understand why Town fans are a bit upset by it, though—a player that they've got on a contract full time, and you know the bigger clubs are, you know, the vultures from the bigger clubs are out and happy to take him after a good season he's had with Wickham. So yeah, I mean, you did think there was a chance he'd come back and, and play a part, but it just hasn't happened, and. You know, obviously there's a Luton thing and now Nathan Jones has um, left there and, and, and you wonder, you know, has that scuppered that? There, there, as I wrote in the piece, there are a lot of clubs interested in bringing Morris, even from the Championship, which says it all. Hmm. And yeah, I think uh, another one of them is likely to swoop. I think that
1: Morris is just going to be, not begging to to, to leave Shrewsbury Town, but I think he will be... Keen to to move on this window, to be honest. Um, I think if he comes back into this Shrewsbury fold now, he probably thinks that, yes, Dave's coming. Lawrence can fill a a number of positions. And that other kind of three seems pretty settled. I think he's going to be a bit part at best, to be honest. And I know he's a good player, and I think he is a good player. I think he could add something to Shrewsbury. But I think a player like him, having had the first half of the season that he's had... I think he's going to want to capitalise on that. And yeah. he might say, coming back to Shrewsbury, as
2: a backward step. So, I, would, I think, yeah, I think he'll move on. If if we were to play 11 town midfielders in an 11, who goes in goal? Laurent. I reckon Doug Loft. <laughs> yeah, Laurent, <fits. laughs> Laurent can do anything anyway. <laughs> Laurent can do anything, can't he? Attacking
0: mid-centre That's and a mid, great question. Front. So, if Even just without that, so if going into tomorrow... Coleman's gone back to Huddersfield. We'll yes, that so that's another minute. one that's happened. There's only yeah. one keeper at the moment. Say that
2: <coughs>
0: there's a red card.
2: <laughs> who goes in goal? Well, first of all, the question is, I mean, you know, this is going out on Friday. We're obviously speaking late on Thursday. So if anything happens hmm. between now and then, Coleman's gone back, leaves Steve Arnold, who will play as first choice, leaves young Cam Gregory, who I did think, I must admit, was out on on loan in non-league, but I need to get that clarified so I can't quite remember when that was up or uh, so on so it's young Cam Gregory 17, 18 year old hardly thought of but you know with all respect not ready for league one I'm sure or Danny Coyne
0: maybe <laughs> I, I mean I don't
2: I, I don't know if he's registered I feel like he is but I can't quite remember uh, obviously it happened last season we had Dean Anderson called up for international and he was back up to McGillivray every chance if they don't get another one in I mean you know that Gregory will stay out on loan if he is out on loan, and, and Corny will be on the bench. There's every chance in that. I joked to someone earlier: Is there any any chance of getting John Furlong back in? <laughs> um, but like it when that Coleman uh, returned to Huddersfield went out today. You know, the first thought is right: another keeper's lined up for the weekend. You know, I'd think and suggest that they were waiting to send Coleman back when they've got someone else to bring in. So so let's see. Um, only really Harry Burgoyne of Wolves been been mentioned. Um, and I'm not sure on that one. It seems like it's gone a little cold, so we could could be in in line for a surprise.
1: There is the man that I, uh, f- I threw something out there a few weeks back. Yeah, uh, I did a comment piece on the areas that Trues we should add to in uh, January. Uh, one of them I said Dave Edwards, which is which has happened now. The other one I said was Jason Lutwiler, the uh, the Canadian keeper. Um, I feel like that could be a good addition. I don't know how realistic it is. I didn't write it based on any intel that I'd got or Lewis had got. I just wrote it based on the fact that he's a proven um, shot stopper at at League One level. He's currently at Blackburn, not getting a sniff, um, not playing any games there. So if, if there was scope to sign him, I just think from Shrewsbury's point of view now, you've got... A relatively unproven keeper in Steve Arnold who has done well but I think like he could do with a bit more experienced um competition. Yeah. Um we looked at Coleman, an unproven player coming in from the Premier League. That didn't really go to plan. Who's to you know, yeah, it could turn out differently, but if you're looking at the trend, if Burgoyne say came in from Wolves, is he Kind of set up for the same result he's so. not
2: playing in the football League but going as he? he's very no. highly rated at Molyneux and you know he went to Plymouth in the summer and was going to be their number one but he broke his ankle so that's heavily unfortunate mm-hmm. you know he's clearly Plymouth thought good enough of him to to be their number one it would be a little bit of a punt I, I do agree on Arnold I think he's a good keeper and I think he does well at things like coming for crosses he's really good at that such a presence um areas to improve on probably. And I, I just think it sounds harsh, but if, if Shrewsbury were next season definitely uh, a team that wanna look at the playoffs, then I think probably gotta look at a little improvement there. Um but you know, I mean we're talking about the second half of this season here, before we get on to next season's goalkeepers. So yeah, I, I mean Jason Hookwater like is he's, he's not a bad chat at all. I can't I'm not sure what his contract situation is at Blackburn, but he's not, not playing at all, is he? Not not involved. Um great shot stopper. Unlike Arnold a little weak from, yeah. aerially from the from the you've kind of got a bit of a if you could morph and blend <laughs> Arnold and yeah. Luttweiler Wow. Yeah. I mean then you got everything. You got you know, golden glove yeah, you've potential got S- uh,
1: Steve Luttweiler in the sticks, then you're uh... <laughs> Jason Arnold. <laughs>
0: yeah. Look, I hate to bring you back to it, but my question went answered. If Arnold goes off, who goes in goal? Come on.
2: Yeah, it wasn't answered, was it? Uh pfft. I, I, for I, me, at this point I don't know who the subkeeper uh, is going Le- to be Le- Lee Le- Angol Le- 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 Angol's Le- a good shout <laughs> for me it's probably Loren goes in goal Super Matt look can do anything there we go who De- who Loren's burst? a great shout because he's Mr. Versatile isn't he as my piece says today um, I need, let's, let's have a think Sean Woolley is not fit enough for the 18 yet but could do a job in goal yeah, not he's a running in the goal. the most sprightly player there is so he could like spring up into the top corner to save a shot, maybe, but yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting uh, whether it's going to be Gregory Coyne on the bench or who's the new keeper going to be. Right, so
0: two guys off to Wrexham, both in different <laughs> circumstances. We'll go through them one by one. You've got Firstly, a long list of things. Though. Well, there is a lot to get through. Firstly, let's talk about Brad Walker. Yep. Background on him. For town fans who don't know who he is, who is he?
2: Um, he's a centre midfielder. Shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's 23 he's, his age has been annoying me because one website says one age and one yeah, website and I, says I another I fell for it the other day oh, it's been, and I still don't know what age he is I'm sure he's 23 but um, very highly thought of by Sam Ricketts and he did say he did use uh, I was off when he signed on, on Wednesday but he used the word potential didn't he um, it's clearly one for the future because he's been loaned back to Wrexham although is that only happening because he's played for two clubs this season yeah. Probably. Hmm. Having said that, Town kind of have got an embarrassment of riches in centre midfield anyway. So I, you know, but from what I've heard, for people I spoke to about him, he he can. He's got attributes and traits. He, he, he's a good size. He can look after the ball close quarters, pick a good pass. You know, he's not necessarily a side to side or, or just doesn't do much. He's he's got something. Um, it's whether you know, he played a lot of games for Hartlepool in League Two. Nothing for Crew when he signed there in League 2 which is the concern and only really has come alive under Ricketts at Wrexham in the conference so considering he did nothing for crew at League 2 big jump to League 1 but you know next you know, come the summer it's going to be, feel like a, a new signing isn't it we'll get to see him have a full pre-season with the friendlies and yeah look forward to seeing how he does, does with Wrexham he, he, he's scoring goals isn't he by all accounts someone first told me he was box to box but by all accounts he plays quite deep um, not maybe not necessarily Anthony Grant, but he's got four four league goals from sixteen games, which is mm. one every four. I mean, it's great return. Um, so he's obviously got some attacking um, thing inside him and some productivity. So you know it's 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 good when you get any midfielders that can you know can do something in front of goal. They're not just one of these midfielders that just passes side to side and whatnot. Um, but yeah, good size and engine about him as well. I look forward to seeing him, but. Other than that, obviously, I'm quite busy on Saturdays to go and watch Wrexham. So, uh... yeah, I don't know. I once interviewed a rugby league player uh, who played
0: for Huddersfield Giants. I can't remember his name. But he used to edit his own Wikipedia page so that he was a year younger to attract other managers to sign him. Because they thought he was 29 when he was already 30. This screams of a... And I'm wondering if that's happened here. Because his Wikipedia page says 22 and everything else says 23. It's It's the same day of
2: birth. It's just got the year...
0: No, wrong. his soccer base says 1995, his Wikipedia says 1996. Oh, okay. So someone's tampered.
2: Do you remember that Lazio midfielder a few years ago? Oh, yeah. the 17-year-old. Um, <laughs> the 17-year-old that's about Joseph 45. Minala. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got our, we've got our English version.
0: Uh, Kieran Kennedy, he
2: has ended oh, his what, talent what, career. What a shame. Oh, I'll hand this over like. to Joe Edwards, Kieran Kennedy. He he old old man, old man. I, I, I
1: don't know why I've got this... I won't call Affection. it I won't call it love affair, but I don't know if he's far off. Um, I quite like Kevin Kennedy, and I was and I don't know how he I That's fi- ch- at Joe Edwards underscore. Star. <laughs> yeah. I quite liked him and uh, saw him a few times in pre season. Thought he looked quite composed and um, had the traits to to be a decent League One defender, but he never really got the chance and was kind of frozen out. Had a couple of cup games, and then I think his confidence was down, and then we didn't see the best of him as a result. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Wrexham and proves to be pretty good there because obviously he helped Macclesfield to promotion from the National League last season. And yeah, he's uh, he's he's quite he's got a bit of style about him. He's not just a uh, like a typical snotter of a centre off. He does <laughs> look he does look quite good with the ball at his feet. And I think he's kind of one of those <laughs> modern day centre-halves yeah I think, I think Taylor ultimately do have better options in Beckles, Sadler and Waterford but yeah I'll, came, I'll, I'll be pleased for him if he goes
2: and does well he came though. through at City which I think I guess is mm. where that comes yeah. from the ball playing side of it and did alright in Scotland by all accounts um, I, I think a few eyebrows were raised, raised when he followed John Askey in the summer do you think that um, was the end of his town
0: career the moment that Askey went do you think from that point yeah, on, there was no um, hope of him yeah. really ever getting in but
2: to be honest I see what you're saying and I do half agree but he played the opening league game against Bradford alongside Doug Loft alongside Stephen Payne alongside Charlie Colkett I mean that yeah. you think of that lineup on the opening day and it blows your mind really uh, Kennedy didn't do a lot wrong actually but he never played a league minute again um, which tells you everything you need to know I mean I thought you know you hear things about fitness and so on Um he uh, even on Tuesday night at Port Vale in the check trade when they lost on pens. Some people were saying he did okay. I, I I just think it's more closer to his level than the national league, the top of the national league. Joe's probably right. He could have a, a great rest of the season there because Wrexham are flying high, and maybe if he gets up into League Two, he can be a decent League Two defender. But I think he's got some way to go to do well at League One. Yeah. Sorry to say, Joe. No, no. Sorry
1: I, about I, that. I, I, yeah, it's. I'm not. I'm not saying that he should be starting for Shrewsbury Town. I just. I don't know why, but I just I've saw him a, a couple of times, and I quite like. You it. like the body swerve, do <laughs> not you? The little, yeah. the little fangs. I quite, I quite yeah. like the the stuff that he does in defence that he perhaps shouldn't do the Cruyff turns and the and the decent <laughs> you know crossfield balls out out
2: wide. But he,
1: he's, he looks like he could be a midfielder. Uh, maybe. Yeah,
2: but if he was a bit fitter. If he was I, a bit fitter, I'd have him at centre half for Shrewsbury over Zach Jules. Well, but. But he's gone anyway. Another of the gone this gone this month. But yeah, just <laughs> of the two centre-halves that gone, I'd, I'd have Kennedy. Okay. So, a lot of transfer things to get through. I
0: think we've got through at least the bulk of it unless there's anything <laughs> dramatic that I've missed. Shall we move on to talking about the Stoke game? Yes. Uh,
2: yeah, let me just wrap my brains while you
0: carry on. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Stoke, come on. Yeah, eight minutes away from a cup upset against Peter Crouch's Stoke. Yeah. Good performance, yeah. probably deserved more from the game than what yeah, Tom have got.
2: For me, they deserved the one 0 win. Um, you know, they, they set up in this stadium of light Sunderland formation of Lorraine up front, Mr Versatile, Lenny on the left, you know, of course he only managed thirteen minutes before the ACL gave way, sadly. And you know, I don't know if it's in your itinerary to cover, <laughs> Tom, but you know, we've since learnt that it is now. Lenny <laughs> <laughs> slacking. Lenny's uh, sadly out for the the six to eight months or or whatever the ACL recovery will be. I mean, that's sad news, really is sad news. Um, Yeah, they had to obviously roll the dice, didn't they? Shuffle the the pack a bit because of that. Amadi Holloway came on and and Lorraine had a bit on the left and Amadi Holloway up front. But, you know, Stoke did not trouble... The first half, Stoke had one moment, didn't they, when Tom Ince went through a nice 1-2 and, and Steve Arnold made a really good save actually we talk about Arnold being agile he got down mm. remarkably well there to tip that round the post um, you got that. Town got the goal at a supreme time didn't they added time first half and Stoke did not come out at all they they were huffing and puffing but how many shots from like 30 yards that were not troubling Town at all me and Tom were saying while well, the game was going on you know trying to think of something to say about Sadler and Waterfall but then There was nothing to say because Stoke weren't getting that far.
0: But I think that was testament to them as a pair that Stoke were being forced, and testament to Grant as well, who had a brilliant game, that they were being forced to to have pop shots and rain. Yeah.
2: Sadly, when Peter Crouch was one of three subs in the 74th minute, I don't know if it's just me, I I don't know what. Whether whether it was because I'm reading his autobiography that I got as a Christmas present, I just knew he'd score. Um, Because... He seems to have that since Stoke have really been struggling. It's like this sort of cliche that, oh, you know, we spent all this money, yet there's still a 37 year old guy saving us or whatever, and a 37 year old guy has come and saved him again. Uh, we thought he may have saved Gary Rowett for another game, but you know, as it happens, Gary Rowett wasn't saved, and it was it was such a cool finish from Crouch. It was such an it was an awkward finish, yes, because he's an awkward player, but I don't think any other Stoke player or anyone else on the pitch is probably scoring that.
0: I felt for Shrewsbury at that moment to be honest. I think that it was a particularly hard thing to defend against. I think Bolton should should have done better against the runner at him. Uh, the, the, he was the beaten, crosser. Yeah, he was. That beaten, was waterfall. Waterfall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to Bolton then that he was beaten probably too easily down the left and then I think the cross was put in at such a pace and flicked on yeah. that it was near impossible to defend. And yeah. fell straight to Crouch at the far post.
2: Ricketts says a couple of things that he didn't like about their equaliser. That being that from the cross, where the waterfall's beaten, then the cross, Stoke get the two touches. They get the flick mm. on and then the finish. You know, Haynes outfoxed by Crouch at the far post. I mean, you know, if, <laughs> with, with all respect to Ryan Haynes, who's improving, you know, he's got, got a long way to go before he manages to defend, you know, Peter Crouch, seasoned international. So, yeah, I. You know, it's it's a tough ask to go have to go to the Britannia, isn't it? Bet three six five, but I think Town deserved the one nil. They defended it so well, and you know, it it could and should have been a different game, shouldn't it? Aaron Amadi Holloway's header around the hour. Laurent went through on goal as well, didn't he? But it was a very tight angle. That was a tough finish. But Amadi Holloway's header. I mean, unmarked six yards out. Mm. It, it's it should be bread and butter for him, but poor miss. And you know that. That's a it's sliding doors, isn't it? Almost that he could have made a real name for himself at Shrewsbury. There, like he hasn't scored many this season. Some half decent performances. He's got critics that he doesn't score enough. But if he heads that in, you know, and it turns out to be the winner, say, or whatever, then he, he's remembered for it. You know, you you are remembered for it. This if you score against a big club in the third round or whatever, fourth round. So it's a sh- It's a shame. But someone else can be the hero next Tuesday,
0: maybe. You say it's going to be a tough trip to the bet three six five. There are going to be a period of uncertainty now at Stoke. I don't really see a reason why Prusby can't go there and do the same performance again, especially with the way that they performed at the stadium earlier on in the season, for example.
2: Yeah. Touched on it earlier, didn't I, about Nathan Jones. I think another cliche, which I seem to be full of, but you get a new manager bounce, don't you? And Stoke go to Brentford, which will not be easy by by any means for, for them tomorrow, but their first home game for the new manager is it's an interesting one because does Nathan Jones see this as the pressure's off a little bit because it's an FA Cup tie against lower league Shrewsbury rather than a league game or is there more pressure because his first home game could be an embarrassing exit mm. I don't know what Joe thinks about that but I, I think Town have to be wary of each club improves of 5-10% when you get a new manager but you know there'll be pressure on Jones for this one because on Stoke.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to to be going all out, to be honest, to win that. I think, especially if they don't get anything against uh, Brentford, you you say, this weekend. Um, Yeah, I I think first-time game is against lower league opposition. Fans want to see a win. And uh, especially, you know, the harm faithful, they want their spirits lifted after what's been a disappointing season. So, I think, yeah, it's been made that extra 10% harder now for Shrewsbury. But they have a nice up the sleeve of their own in Dave Edwards and... Hopefully he can, you know, help Shrewsbury to at least give uh, Stoke a good run
0: for the money. Are we all done and dusted with Shrewsbury? Any last thing if you want to get off our
2: chest? I don't know how your list's going. I didn't make one myself, but um, <laughs> I think well, we're all good. We touched on Lenny. Are we discussing Charlton tomorrow? Can do.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I, fourth, I don't know if you had a special preview section later on. Sky Bet League One, definitely a tough very test. tough. T- one of the toughest of the season. They are. I think you've seen them this season, haven't you, Tom? Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm glad Joe's here, because Joe's. I am the only one in the room that hasn't seen Charlton this season.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but I've heard from from their reporters and so on that they are packed full of pace up front and out wide. Fosu is one of the, the hottest prospects in the league. They're two strikers. They play... What do they play? Is it the... I say out wide, Fosu, but they're actually playing a diamond. so Fossu might be playing the 10. Uh, they're two strikers, La Taylor and Cahern Grant, got 26 goals between them already. Uh, they both scored against Town back in August. Town's defence and uh, as I've said, Anthony Grant are gonna to have to be on it tomorrow. But one defeat I've said this to Tom earlier and I don't know if Joel quite believe it. One defeat in eighteen at Montgomery Waters Meadow.
1: Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a record, isn't it? That's gone yeah. unnoticed. I but um, later, yeah. Charlton, yeah. I mean I did that game and I didn't think much of Charlton as as a team, really, but it was those two up front, mm. uh, Grant and Taylor, who got one each that day, and kind of bailed Charlton out, really. But Shrewsbury should have got something from the game, and I think that was the story of kind of John Askey's reign, wasn't it? There was a lot of games like that that could have got something out of, should have got something out of, the didn't. Yeah. And it was one of you know many of those kinds of defeats, I think, for Askey, where... Could have, would have, should have, but
2: they ended up losing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, well, myself and you, Joe, watched that winning goal back earlier, didn't we? And it's just, we blamed four or five players, didn't we? Yeah,
1: yeah. There was, you know, Haynes and Grant didn't track track Bradley, and then uh, Beckles has let the runner come in at near post, and then Coleman's beaten at his near post. It's, yeah, it it wasn't a great goal, so hopefully they'll avoid uh, defending like that tomorrow.
0: I know the answer to this isn't gonna be in central midfield, but where the town need to strengthen.
2: If this is a signing off point on, on town for this pod for now, uh, and we want some quick fire answers to that question, then in goal, which we've discussed. Yeah. At left back. Because well, the managers hinted this week, hasn't he, in our in our paper that Beckles has a future at centre half, which, you know, literally just leaves Ryan Haynes. You know, obviously Josh Emanuel could do there, he's probably gonna go back to Ipswich, Ryan Sears is just young kid so it just leaves Haynes and of course he needs competition so yeah definitely a left back keeper and centre forwards centre forwards are absolutely not desperate but centre forwards priority and at least one you know with the Lenny injury you think possibly two things every chance and if he's got time and movement in the wage budget then a a winger because Wally Gilead Issa you know how much how much say is Issa going to have I'd don't know about that, so possibly out wide. Busy. A lot left. I mean, I, I know we just spoke about transfers and transfers, but and it's only, what, the 10th, 11th from tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, a lot left to do. Telford? Telford.
0: Another big homecoming. I know he's not particularly one of our own, but it is a homecoming. <laughs> if we thought that the signing of Brendan Daniels on a permanent basis was a sign of intent, Marcus Denanga's return 25 goal a season man last year that is a fantastic signing going forward it is and it's just a sign of how far Telford have
1: come in these past six months six months or so this is a club now that yeah they're not offering the big books of the division pardon the pun Um, (laughs) but I like it um, they've got a manager that's breeded a, a squad that is enjoying themselves they're winning games and I think players are hearing things and catching wind, and they want to be a part of it. Um, Daniels started the season at Port Vale. It was his kind of his big break after a lot of um, good spells in non-league. I think it was Harrogate, foiled, um Alfreton, set-piece specialist, and apparently he went to Port Vale, and according to Neil Aspin, he turned up to pre-season unfit, and um, I think he's... I think his chances were numbered from that point, really. And uh, Telford ended up with him on Lowen and then he really impressed. Then they've got him in on the permanence. Fantastic player for that level. And then Denanger. Um just a real natural goal scorer. Yes, he hasn't done it for Hartlepool the first half of this season, but we saw it last season in a struggling, struggling team under Rob Edwards. He was so often the one and only sometimes uh, shining light. Uh, him and Elliot Newby were by far and away, I think, the... The two best attacking players uh, last season, and um, yeah, Denanga, he got shifted out wide for a bit uh, last season, suffered a dip in, dip in confidence, but still ended the season on twenty five goals. So if if this kid can really, you know, get at it and be, you know, performing at the highest level that he can be, I mean, they've got him on an eighteen month deal, so it may take him a couple of games to get back to back up to speed, but next season perhaps. Then you know the world's his oyster, really. I mean, I know that's a that's a big big statement, but this is a lad who's got pace. Um, he's got an eye for goal. He can play others around him, and that's why Burton all that have let him go have inserted a sell-on clause. We don't know um, how much it is. The club, uh, understandably, for the remaining quite coy over that, but Burton have let him go quite reluctantly. It seems it's probably best for his de- development, but you know, they're interested. If there's going to be big money for him, then they want a piece of it. So you can't blame them for that. And it just shows how they regard him as well. He's a good player. And added to Daniel Ludo, Mario spiff and Andre Brown, mm. I think it's very fair to say that Telford may have the best strike force in National League North yeah. now
2: Obviously, it's a bit different than Dave Edwards because he's not from the area specifically or a fan or whatever. But it's similar-ish with the feel-good factor, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and fan, fans. I mean, he was the one kind of player who had a uh, chant, if you like, or anything last season. Don't look back. Dinango was <laughs> like a quite popular thing on on Twitter. I mean, no other player had that. Um, and yeah, Dinango was fantastic last season. He really was. He's a humble lad. And he's just he just wants to get playing and scoring goals now after a, after a frustrating and surprising for me spell at, at, at Hartlepool. Mm-hmm. I think he played about fifteen games, only made five starts, and didn't score a single goal. And I was confident that he'd make that step up um, and, and score regularly. I think they had three different managers there, though. I think he was a bit more unsettled than he than he would have liked. So fresh start now at Salford. He's come back. He knows the place. The fans know him. I think it's all set up. Fingers crossed for him to be successful.
0: I mean, on the field for Telford, it's really turning around. Four wins on the bounce. And then these signings coming in, Chorley, toppers. they're not a million miles away. I think it's only four or five points. Yeah, Denanga said it himself, that not ruling out a title till, to mm. be honest. And
1: I, yeah, I think it was four points that they're the, the off or something like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're fourth at the moment. Playoffs is the aim now. Uh, Telford have made no bounds about that and Kevin actually revealed this week that seventh was, is his aim all from the start, even though he didn't tell anybody. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, so, um, he, he, he said, yeah, from quietly, he was thinking seven from the start. So this is a, a team that have been confident from the outset and they're real, slowly, but surely realizing their ambitions, fingers crossed they can just see it through because they deserve it. And, uh, Gavin, Gavin has done a fantastic job. I've said, I've said it many times, but I think his style of management really works in this um, in this current climate. I think the days of um, you know disciplinarians and people who uh, you know shout and ball at the players, you know, constantly. And I think those days are over. Gavin is he encourages when he, when he's right and criticises when he's right, but he's he's a player that. A, man, and a manager that knows what is needed to be done, and he's really got them singing from the out, same uh, hymn sheet. They're, they're doing really well.
2: Joel, no more, but he's, he strikes me as being like one of the lads. Gav, obviously, you know, a bit removed as, as the manager, but that sort of style, obviously, is a young manager too.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think they know who the boss is. They, they respect. Oh, yeah, of him, yeah, Um and, you know, they'll know if he, if they aren't up to standard, he'll whip them back into shape. And But at the same time, he's he's not far removed as a player. He was a player a few years ago. He was a player at National North level for many years. So he knows what's required. And he's he's got that know-how of, of the modern game and how things work. So, yeah, Telford got him in. They took a punt. It was a risk. Even though he had been there as a coach, we... We looked at it and thought, well, they could have got in someone more proven, but it's his first managerial season, and he's making the most of it.
2: And I'm just getting over the fact he's been telling us all season 14th, <laughs> yeah. and he's really, <laughs> yeah, and he's really meant. So, Gav, a regular listener, there you go, pulled the wool over all of our eyes.
0: <laughs> like Shrewsbury, it's higher opposition coming up in the cup, Hartlepool, league above, tough test.
1: Yeah, I've spoken too many. He, he, uh, he just says they're all excited. It's it's just it's a it's an exciting tie. <coughs> it's a chance to go there with nothing to lose and just see what they can do so uh, yeah it. Artipool yeah the the favourites Telford they're going to go there and give him a good run for the money and see what comes of it Telford without Denanga I'm alright without Denanga he's cup tied. understand uh, the keeper that they've just bought in as well uh, uh, Joseph Bursic uh, from Stoke I think he's cup tied as well so um, yeah
2: there's just been, as we record this, a uh, tweet from Shrewsbury Town's account regarding Lenny, mm. uh, who we spoke about with his injury. And uh, it it says, obviously, the scam results have been in and, and reviewed significant ACL injury. And it says 12 months. Mm. You know, which is even mm. uh, just.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think many will join us in saying this. So our, our thoughts are with Lenny. Um, and. I'm sure many fans are wishing him well. We, of course, wish him well. Yeah. This is a player that um, quite surprised me, really, that after last season that he, he he stayed on. And I thought he might be one of the ones that, 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 got, that got the chop in the summer, but he stayed on and he has really improved, I think. I think his his performances. And the shape he's got himself in was was pretty admirable, to be honest. Yeah. And And yeah. um, and he showed
2: he could do a job in recent weeks. That yeah. Performance on the left at Sunderland, and you know he was doing it again against Stoke. It's just is a, one of them parts the game that's unfair, isn't it? It's unf- you know he's had it before. He's had the same injury before with former club Newport on the other knee. It's not even a, you know. Yeah. It's uh, you just you know I mean his town deals up in the summer, and that's only mm. you know if it really is going to be twelve months. I mean. I'm right. Yeah, Sam Ricketts said the other day 6 to 8, which is bad enough, isn't it? Yeah. But
0: am I right in saying he does have an option for a second year on his contract? I as it's reported on the town website, whether that was when he I think that
1: in. I think that would have been his initial signing and then yeah, he took up the year, yeah, so yeah. I,
0: he would be due to be Yeah. That's
1: out, right. out of contract this summer. You've just got to hope that no matter what happens, whether they do extend it or down or then perhaps re signing when he is fit. Hopefully the club uh, give him the support that he needs. And so I'm sure that I'm yeah. sure they will. Of yeah, sure course, they'll, will.
2: they'll support him all the way. Junior Brown, something similar ish last season, wasn't it? And then, you know, he sort of recovered and, and got himself a good good move junior. So that was that that was good for him and obviously he was given full support at Shrewsbury, which will happen here with Lenny. It's just you know, it, They've got something Josh Lewen said to me today actually they've got a squad and a group full of really good people. Um yeah, there's very few, if any, bad eggs bad eggs, but even people that aren't friendly, you know, in interviews or when you pass them and, and Lenny's right up there. Um, such a shame. But yeah, that's
0: fresh news, I suppose. So are we through with Telford then? Anything else you want to touch on?
1: No, I'd just just saying that good luck to him. Really, good, good luck yeah. to him in the cup. This is a competition that Gavin has made no bounds about his desire to do well in. They've, they've beaten Darlington and Farsley Celtic so far, and you know that's a t- Darlington team at their level, Farsley a level below. So if they can do one, you know, do, get a win against the team from the higher level, then you am thinking there is every chance that they can go all the way. But we'll see what happens. But um, either way. I don't think an FA Trophy run defines Telford's season. I think it's that playoff push that is the main aim. But yeah. if they can get a trophy run as well, it's a, it's a bonus.
0: Right, we are pressed for time, but I've got a little quiz for you all. It's a penalty yes. shootout. We are. I've had enough of them. This very <laughs> much focusing it on homecomings. So I'm going to give you the career path of a player who has returned home to a former club, and you have to tell me who they are. The first round, very easy. If you get it wrong, you'll be very
2: embarrassed. This is the kind of can thing we where guess who they are. Luke Hatfield needs to take note. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got to brush up his ideas. Hasn't no, this is superb from the standing presenter, yeah. Lewis.
0: Number one, this is for you. Who is this player? Shrewsbury Town, Luton, Wolves, Reading, Shrewsbury Town. Oh, I'm gonna go, Dave Edwards. You would be right. Yes, that is one for you. it so, into the bottom corner. Can you guess who this is possibly going to be? Burton. Michelover, Matt Matlock, Telford, Hartlepool, Telford. That's Marcus Denanga. Correct. They I do get harder.
2: All, I hope they're all this season. <laughs>
0: Lewis, you should get this one. Okay, little clue. Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Chelsea, Milan, Atletico Madrid. And okay. after that, Sagan Tosu is his current club.
2: I don't like this because the Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Chelsea thing was making me go Fernando Torres. But the Milan thing has put a right spanner in the works. Who am I forgetting about here? Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Liverpool. Liverpool, Chelsea,
0: Milan, che- Atletico Liverpool. Madrid, Sagantosi. Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> oh, and I know there's two, I know we're under time, so I can't even sit and think about it. And Joe I'll knows. give you 10 seconds. Joe knows as well. Oh my gosh, Five, I don't even have a name four, for you.
0: Three, bottled it. Two, one. Give me something.
2: Look. Oh, I think thinking Mureles, Real Mureles, no? That, that would be Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres, who joined Milan it's after sorry. his stint
0: on Milan. loan from Chelsea and then joined them permanently, yeah.
2: Oh, I, I kind so of So that's said a miss it. for you? Yeah, I, okay, I I said it out loud. But I yeah. think
0: this one's, to be honest, a little bit harder. Boca Juniors, Corinthians, West Ham, Manchester United, yeah. Manchester City, Juventus, Boca Juniors, Shanghai, Shenhua and Boca Juniors again. That is... Carlos Tevez. Correct, you're running away with it. Lewis, can you pull it back? Monaco, Juventus, Arsenal, Barcelona, New York Red Bulls, Arsenal. It can only be Luke Rogers' strike partner. (laughs) Thierry Henry. (laughs) Correct. Joe, another one for you. Liverpool, Leeds, Manchester City, Liverpool. And then following that, he went to Cardiff, Blackburn, North Queensland, Perth and Mwangthon United. It's uh, God himself, uh, Robbie Fettler. Correct. Lewis, they're getting harder now, we're into the hard round. (laughs) Ajax, Barcelona, Los Angeles Aztecs, (laughs) Washington Diplomats, (laughs) Levante,
2: Ajax. Okay. I don't like this. And then, one following bit. that, he went to Feyenoord. I don't like this one bit. But obviously, Barcelona, Ajax. I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm thinking Cruyff. Um, I, I think he dabbled in America, but I know there are obviously other Dutch mm-hmm. players that have have gone to Barca, like your your cards and Overmars and I stuff for life. like that. I feel like <laughs> yeah. maybe a play against Shrews next week for Stoke. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I feel like I should go with Cruyff and not make the mistake I did with Torres when saying him out loud and not go. Yeah, Cruyff. Cruyff, correct. Phew. You. You're back in it. You need to get this one right to win it.
0: To win? You can win it If that's the way the penalty shot is going to work, that makes it four out of four. Oh, no, Lewis can't no, put no, it no, back. No, no, I'm, come on I'm it. wrong, I'm on it. Hang oh, on. gosh. Zenit. Arsenal, Zenit.
1: Um, Andre Archevin?
0: Correct. Now into the very hard round. Got to score this to stay in the game. (laughs) And to be honest, Lewis, I fear for you here because this (laughs) one is disastrously hard. I mean, I got Torres wrong. Atletico Nacional, River Plate, Aston Villa, New York Red Bulls, LA Galaxy, Chivas, Atletico Nacional. You need to get it right to stay in it.
2: Okay, my head's in my hands
0: here. Please go through those again. Atletico Nacional, River Plate, Aston Villa, New York Red Bulls, LA Galaxy, Chivas USA,
2: and Atletico Nacional. Do you know this, Joe? Uh, I've
1: I've got an idea. I don't, I don't know if it's right.
2: No, I've, I'm the same, but I'm going to go out on a limb with the one thing that jumped into my head. Juan Pablo Angel. Correct. Oh, oh my God. Doing it. gosh, fantastic. That is that is a highlight of 11 that That,
1: was, that wasn't my... Uh, was it not? No. Who's of these Dela Cruz? Cruz but... Well,
2: Atletico Nacional are Colombian. Colombian, yes, they are. Yeah. That's what made me think mm-hmm. of it is Is Dela Cruz Colombian as well? Ecuadorian. Ah. And there you go. Good. No pressure, Joe. You need to oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Have you got any sudden deaths? I have got a sudden <laughs> death. Boca Juniors. Barcelona. Villarreal. Boca Juniors. Um... I know this yeah it's uh, I
1: think it's Juan Román Raquelme eh?
0: correct yeah. very nicely done do you want to have a go at the tiebreaker anyway yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, a, I'm a bit raging so Torres cost me for that <laughs> as he was my hero growing shall we, up, should you know. we do a winner takes it all on this tiebreaker I'm going to say it a club at a time and the first person to jump in with it gets it how's that yeah, yeah. Chelsea Blackburn oh <laughs> Uh, Chelsea Kremsvog correct what is uh, it oh getting. Oh, following up with that he went to Southampton and then Wembley FC which I didn't know was a thing
2: he's from Jersey yeah or possibly Guernsey one, one of the bit. islands I did him I interviewed mm. him last year so it gave me a slight advantage there mm. I was
1: going go to go Damien Duff but
0: he was Blackburn before Chelsea was he? Yeah. Fulham the in there as well somewhere well,
2: I'm, I've sort of
0: pulled it back there, anyway. Shall I'm... we wrap it up with double bell strikers? How are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so just for the listeners who are keeping up with double bell strikers, <laughs> well, well sure if are. you are, you deserve a pat on the back. Um, <laughs> I've I've got rid of the central league cup goals just just to make it tracking it a little bit easier. It's just because me and Joe kept forgetting. Yeah, we kept forgetting. Um, so there has been some movements because <laughs> of that. Um, Matt Barnes' armour uh, has not made any movement because he's not played. Um, he's stuck on, on zero, uh, but he is having more of an effects off the pitch, as we learned this week. Yep. He's uh, basically the striker coach now at Telford. so when he's not playing, he's helping out on the training pitch. He's getting Daniel Udo and Marcus Dinanga and uh, whipping them into shape and working on their finishing, but he's still a player as well, but he's being used... In a you know a number of capacities now.
0: In Does fact, that mean that we can count any Telford goal as an assist towards the Strike? <laughs> Gosser- <laughs> well, <laughs> he,
1: may, maybe not, but yeah, Matt is. He, you know, let's hope he can get one before the end of the season. That'd be nice. Uh, in second place, we've just learned of his injury there, uh, Linnell John Lewis. Yeah, doesn't look like he's going to be able to add to that tally, which is which is a real real shame. Yep. And. Um, yeah, it's 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 really disappointing. Yeah, so his sec- second second last is, is Lenny John Lewis, um, Avinamardi Holloway, the fellow Shrewsbury Town striker has got three goals that puts him in second place. Movement at the top is, is enough. A bit of movement at the top, and it's been a bit of a one that's scored. Quite a bit over this last month or so. Uh, Amari Morgan-Smith, he's got himself five goals. Come out of nowhere. Now for Telford. He has kind of come out of nowhere, really. He really struggled for the first half of the season um, to show his quality. He scored on the opening day, and then I think he went about 11, 12 games without scoring. But over the past month or so, he's he's, he's got into those scoring positions and put the the ball in the net. So, uh, yeah, he's on five goals now course Marcus Denanger coming in gives him an added kick up the backside mm-hmm. if you like but um, with Denanga cup tied for tomorrow I think Morgan Smith will probably start and hopefully add to his talent
0: Well done I think so I think so back to the, uh, back to the transfer rumours <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much Lewis Cox thank you very much Joe Edwards uh, we'll see you all next time